0: Hello, this is Irene with Soga Talks. Hello. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Definitely appreciate the loyal followers, digital friends, everyone on LinkedIn, on X, on YouTube, who are joining me when I talk with fascinating people in tech. And today is no exception. Today I'm extremely privileged because Christine Alemani is with me. Christine, how are you?
1: Hi, I'm good. How are you?
0: Good, good. I'm doing fantastic because guess what? We said we're going to talk about AI and technology and navigating the future. That's a big topic. All right. And looks like in all my talks, I cover it from different angles. All right. It could be healthcare, automation. We're all in this digital world trying to situate ourselves. And you are a a CEO, a CMO a board member and just out there you know involved with (laughs) columbia business school involved with the industry about ai in 2024 meaning that proliferation of tools and opportunities and yet what do you think we should be aware of
1: um so i think it's important that you start testing right so whether it's barred chat gbt there's a ton of um ai tools that you can use in marketing from video to content creation um i don't think ai or generative ai specifically is um going to replace people at least initially Um, i think it's a good way to become more efficient um it's a good way especially um when you're writing or um brainstorming, it's a good way to get a lot of information um, and simplify that information. So um, for for writing, for example, I use it a lot for um, just as a starter um, to give me lots of different ideas I can play with. Um, And then it it actually allows me to think outside of how I would normally think. Um, So it gives me different ways to approach problems that I, I myself wouldn't normally think of. Um, And you can think about that in terms of video, in terms of narration. There's lots of things around marketing that gives you kind of a different perspective than you would normally see.
0: Absolutely. And in the team setting, okay, Mm -hmm. I just want to dive deeper into, right, with all the productivity tools, right? And uh, lots of tools that teams are trying as we speak, all right? How do you choose the right strategy? Because you cannot be jumping from one tool to another, right? If you're leading the team, if you have businesses investing, you know, certain budget into what you do. So yeah. what kind of, you know, the common sense approach here now? Because the landscape is pretty busy, don't you think?
1: Yeah, I, I think just start with one thing. Um, once you layer, once you kind of master it, although I don't know if we're at mastering level yet, um, add on other layers. Um, so for example, you can start um, brainstorming different topics that you wanna write or for for your business, for example, you can brainstorm um, different topics around AI. Um, then you can use your AI tools to start um, researching people and identifying interesting people um, that may be of interest to you. Um, the one thing about generative AI that I think is great is I can look up, you know, what are the top 10 influencers in banking, for example, and it scours the internet for me, does all the research that I would look at and gives me top 10 um, based on various um, algorithms that it has. Um, Depending on the tool, it will be uh, transparent to to you or not. Hopefully it is. And then you can start um, fine-tuning the results, right? So you can start asking questions, take things out. Um, then you can take that information and then toss it into um, the next phase of your um, research. So um, how do you start putting together content? What are the different types of content I can do? What, how should I approach um, each influencer. So I'm I'm actually having my tea team do that right now around influencers. That's why I'm talking about influencers around a lot. Um, is we're we're identifying the top influencers that we would want to work with, and we're also identifying where their strengths are. So um, we have a number of different areas that we're focusing on strategically, and we're. Um, tapping into different influencer networks uh, to attack those areas using ai to help identify them using ai to help identify the most um, trending topics in each of their areas and then to, to go even go into content creation
0: can you maybe share some examples in your client work, if you don't have to name the companies, that's fine, you know. But just kind of tangible, successful use cases where you worked on brand strategies, right? When you help businesses to grow, where AI yeah. examples which we can share, because we all live by, yeah. you know, thriving, interesting, yeah, 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 cases. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So I think, I mean, there's so many. Everything that we do in marketing now is is driven by technology, even from Photoshop, right? So even the images that we create, whether it's stock images, we, we um, customize them to, to make them look more bespoke. Um, so there's lots of technology that goes around um, video, as you know, from editing to uh, customization. Um, you have your creative imagery um, you have multiple tools that go into to getting images and graphics to look right. Um, then in terms of pushing out the content that you want to go um, to, to grab audiences, you have multiple whether it's social media, there's multiple tools that you can use to push out your um, content there. Um, in terms of email, um, you have multiple automation tools and then you even have automation tools that will take all of your different um, channels and combine all of the uh, push into one tool. Um, So you can have um, sequences, automated sequences that are um, triggered based on behavior, based on actions, based on segmentation. So everything that you do is is in in marketing now involves uh data and technology there's nothing that you can do without either one or both
0: Somehow, this is not surprising, right? We read about, we, some of us more experienced, right? Hands on, we see the impact immediately, right? On the customer insights and just seeing the audience, right? What audience is reacting to or not reacting, right? So let me ask you this about the decision making now, all right? Because getting insights in my mind is easy, all right? With all the platforms and proliferation of tools. How yeah. uh, are you as a CMO, CEO, right, in both roles sometimes, how do you make decisions based on which insights you take seriously, which one, because we cannot be taking actions on everything we see in the digital world, right? What's the kind of yeah. strategic thinking Yeah, yeah out there?
1: Um, so it depends on the size of your company, um, how, what tools you have access to. So you can go very basic um, and look at what I call vanity metrics, you know, clicks, likes, shares. Um, that's, you know, if you don't have anything else, that's good to start off with. Uh, I think it's really easy to see how many shares you have, what's resonating out there. Um, and then you can go a little bit further, right? So you can go into sales, revenue, um, and more transactional data. Um, and that, it's where it gets more complicated, where you have attribution involved. And so that requires more um, advanced tools. So you could do anything from Google Analytics um, to more um, complicated um, measures, like, for example, intent. Um, you can actually start digging into um, how many people are interacting with you, are they interacting with their competitors? or your competitors and um, start identifying people early on in their research. So um, that's where SEO becomes important and getting out, um, getting out the content that you want to attract them in, right? So with the shares and the likes, you are starting to understand what trends what people are interested in with the transactions, you're starting to see um, what makes them take an action. And then you you start looking at intent that's in between those two and you start thinking about how can i start influencing people before they're even in the buy decision so then you start getting into behaviors um behavioral psychology and some some really interesting um areas where you can start influencing how um people react and behave um and when i say influencing I, i think of it in terms of education um and helping them make a better decision for themselves. Uh, hopefully, whenever you're, you're influencing people, you're, you're doing so truthfully, honestly, authentically, um, that will ensure that they come back to you, right? So you can make one sale um, and that's a win, but if you can't bring them back and you can't keep that relationship, it's all for naught. You're not going to have a successful business. Um, so, you know, it's just as important to attract people in, um, and you use the metrics to do that um, from all the way from clicks, likes to sales, conversion, transactions, average sales price, and it, everything in between from segmentation, where, where where are they playing, to churn, and you start thinking about are they coming back, am I keeping them, um, and then customer lifetime value, um, Am I expanding my relationship with them? How long are they staying with me after I bring them in? Um, So, there's a number of different tools, dashboard metrics that you do um, depending on where you are in um, the buyer's journey.
0: Where is this happy medium in a way that it takes effort, it takes deliberation, it takes budget, it takes expertise. So how yeah. companies, we're out there, hopefully on LinkedIn, people will be listening to us, how companies can really optimize their time investment, not even budget, their time investment into how much is enough, how much is more than yeah, you can bear.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, you know, I think a good um, rule of thumb is percent of revenue, right? So depending on your industry, um, on the low end, for B two B, it would be you know roughly three percent on the high end. You can get as much as forty percent um, marketing budget to revenue, um, and then it's a matter of looking at your customer acquisition cost. Um, your goal is to decrease your customer acquisition cost, but once you get to a certain um, size. You're, it's going to start increasing again because once you get all the low-hanging fruit, you're going to start seeing that your customer acquisition cost is going to start rising again. Um, that's okay. You have to know to understand it um, and be able to receive it. Um, but whenever you're thinking about, you know, where is the happy medium? It's, you know, am I, am I setting a strategy that I'll, will allow me to be profitable? Right, So you know what at what date are you um, setting to become profitable? Um, how many customers do you need um, till you can start either raising your price or start charging for your services? Um, and then, how am I growing my customer customer base? Um, you know, am I using word of mouth? Am I using my customers to help me grow my customer base, right? Because the best way, Um, that you can increase your customer base and build credibility quickly is through your existing customers. So if you're going to have a marketing strategy, a large part of that strategy should be around putting your customers forward, right? Making them involved in your your marketing, either, you know, simple case studies, testimonials, um, even having social media contests where they, you know, do unboxing, there's lots of stuff that you can do to get your customers involved. Um, And that's the best way that you can grow uh, your business. Um, But yeah, it it takes a lot of um, experience, it does take time, it does take budget. Um, And if it didn't, everybody would have their own business and everybody would be a multi-billion dollar company. I think that's one of the, you know, once you get your product market fit, marketing is, is the one thing that can keep you growing over for long term. And that's why companies like, you know, the Coca-Cola's of the world continue to invest heavily in their marketing.
0: Of course we know the like, big brand marketing is completely different animal comparing to up and coming and startup marketing, right and it's yeah. important yeah, yeah, to to know who you are right and what exactly yes. you're trying to achieve in the given circumstances, all right but yeah. I've seen a lot of marketing burned out, okay, in my experience, meaning that yeah. when you don't get the results, okay, when you're doing things which are not you know right. Any examples or pitfalls to avoid there?
1: Well, I think whenever you're looking, thinking about marketing and looking at marketing, um, you have to take a a test approach, right? Um, You test small, you see if it works, then you invest more. Um, And you don't just continue doing something because it worked in the past because marketing tactics can... um, become less efficient and effective over time. So you're constantly having to try new things, test new things, change and evolve so that, you know, your message is always fresh. um, Your tactics are fresh. You're meeting your customers where they're at. um, And you're um, working with them in using different formats. Because people... Um, ingest information differently. Some people are more audio, some people are more visual. So um, being able to, to get them in writing, in video, in audio, and allowing them to consume your, um, your message, your content in different formats, different lengths of formats, you know, short form, everything from an infographic to a white paper, uh, a snippet, to a long-form video and a long-form conversation, having that variety of content and variety of formats and lengths allows you to meet all different kinds of customers, depending on how they ingest information, right? Um, it's not a one-size-fits-all kind of activity. You You have to make it variable, you have to add on, you have to layer on, and once things stop working, you have to stop doing that thing. <laughs> so you have to, you know, have a testing mindset and be open to failure and be open to success and constantly be looking at your metrics. If you're not looking at your metrics regularly, you know, depending on what kind of business you are um, sometimes it would be daily, sometimes hourly, sometimes it's weekly. um, But you have to constantly be looking at your metrics to understand what's working and what's not. Um, And you have to understand what those metrics are saying, right. um, As well. You mentioned trust, so mm-hmm. with
0: personalization and at least what I'm seeing is that even B2B is not actually truly B2B anymore. It's very personalized B2B, don't yeah. you think? So how do you maintain that B2B efficiency, right? Bringing value and at the same time, right, earning trust and yeah. keeping the level of trust. What, where is this again, right? Happy medium.
1: Yeah, so, you know first you have to be authentic right so you can't be everything to everyone just like a a human being a business can't be everything to everyone you have to kind of know where your lane is and stay in that lane um and if you have to evolve you have to pivot you have to do so in a way that is true to the brand you've created um you can't pivot too quickly um in terms of your brand and your persona, because then people don't know what's real and what's not. Um, Mm -hmm. And once they start doubting you, then it makes the sale even harder. So you have to be consistent. um, And that is what builds credibility, right? So being consistent, being accurate, telling the truth, um, knowing when to best put your best forward foot forward, but at the same time, not to um, spend too much, right? So we all know whenever we hear something that, you know, is in, overinflated um, that, you know, people don't buy. Um, and if you're saying those same things over and over again, and people find one thing not to be true, one thing to be a little bit, crossing the line they're not going to believe anything you say so it's always important to to always be truthful honest authentic credible and then to listen to understand what your feedback is um and then follow through right follow through on everything you say you're going to do follow through on um what you're whether it's you know a roadmap a product roadmap to um uh charity that you're going to be giving to, to ESG. It's always important to follow through, to communicate your follow through. Um, And if you don't do that, if you don't follow through, communicate that as well. So, you know, transparency is important. Um, And in today's age with digital footprints, digital um, tracks, um, and with AI, People are going to be able to um, do more research on you. That research is going to be faster. It's going to be deeper. And they're going to be able to find inconsistencies in what you say and what you do. And once they find that inconsistency, they're going to look elsewhere. Um, So you have to be very careful uh, whenever you um, push your message out there, especially in today's digital world.
0: You mentioned research a few times and how much AI is helping. Yes, absolutely. And what used to be, what, years, months, and days, really, we at yeah. our fingertips in a matter of minutes, all right? Yeah. So are we ready for this, Christine? Meaning that, you know, how do you think we're adjusting as professional and the industry is even adjusting? to the abundance of tools, abundance of opportunities, but at the same time, exactly, you know, some industry are more conservative, they're just not ready for, you know, to believe it, we, you know, AI suggestion or even, you know, work with, with the tool.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I guess it depends on who you're working with. Um, I, I work with uh, everybody from clients in fintechs, clients um, in banking. Um, Both very different um, tolerance for for new technology, Um, you know, bleeding edge versus very conservative. Um, I think in terms of marketing, if you're not taking advantage of these tools to become more efficient, more effective, your competitors are. Um, So I don't think it matters. I think as long as you test them, you start using them, um, one of your competitors, somebody in your com- competition is going to be, and you need to stay, at least keep up with them, if not step ahead of them, right? So that's the goal, and that's what adopting new technology does. Um, people who test and test often, and you know, are uh, willing to fail, often find that new thing, right? So, you know, you try five or six different things, one of them is going to work. So if you're not trying five or different things, your competition, who is doing that, they're going to find that next thing and you're going to be catching up. So I I don't think it's a option to sit on the sidelines. I think regardless of where you are, um, whether it's a conservative industry or a bleeding edge industry, you have to be um, testing out new ways of of working um, and new ways of ideating and innovating, um, especially in marketing. You can't stand still in marketing. Imagine if people were doing billboards, you know, still, I mean, people are still doing billboards today, but if that's all you did, um, you know, you'd be left behind. What, yeah. What's
0: a good, good way to learn about new market trends?
1: You know, I mean, you can always tech, check out like MarTech, um, different MarTech publications. Um, one of the things that I like to do is um, take sales calls. So when somebody reaches out to me uh, trying to sell me a tool on, you know, AI, whatever it is, I usually take the call. Um, I'll usually try to at least make time, maybe 15 minutes to learn about what they're doing, why they're doing it, how they're doing it. Um, what they're, if they have clients, what their, how their clients are benefiting from them, um, and then try to meet with their clients. Right. And so that's the way that I can learn about new thing, um, and start to try to dabble in it. Right. So see a demo. Um, maybe I can do a pilot spend a lot of time doing that. Um, and I think that's what allows me to, to stay ahead. Um, so I think it's, you know, approach it with a, a level of curiosity. Um, I, I like to always keep my mind moving. I, 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 think of my mind like a muscle. Um, and if I'm not using it, then I'm doing a disservice to myself. And so, you know, when people come to me with new ideas, Especially, you know, you meet an entrepreneur or a fresh startup, they're focusing on a small idea that they spend all their time working on. Um, why not take that, all of that effort that they're putting in and learn a little bit from it um, and test things, learn new things. I mean, that's what life is all about, right? If, if we just sat in, in a chair and did the same thing every day, um, how boring would that be? Um, so, you know, explore be curious try new things and that's the way you know you can grow as a person and grow as a marketer grow in any field Uh, i I think that's really important
0: fantastic thank you so very much thank you for talking with me
1: today i appreciate it absolutely thank you